Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to another podcast. It is your host, me, Renee Sager. I have two dogs in here with me today. It's funny, I had to wait a couple minutes because they both had to figure out where I was at, make it up the stairs, come in here, and they're getting settled now. I'm dog-sitting my friend Lizzie's black lab, Gracie, and they both needed to be in here. So if you hear some tippy-taps of some toenails, <laughs> that's, that's why. Right now, Gracie's laying in my orange chair and Penny is on the ground. So I already took them out. They pooped. They did all their things. So hopefully, we don't have any ruckus in the background. Okay. Let's talk about knowing yourself. This is one of the most freeing, yeah, freeing for sure. This is one of the most freeing, and I'll even go as far to say as life-changing, most freeing and life-changing things you can do for yourself is to know your damn self. And this is so important for your confidence, for your success, for your just general happiness in life. Because when we don't, you will spend so much time trying to force yourself into places, relationships, jobs, uh, events, pants, clothing, that you are just simply never going to fit in. And you probably think something's wrong with you, not because you're making this up out of thin air, but I would imagine that there are things in our culture, in our society, maybe people in your uh, direct relationships that make you think, ugh, I should be more fill in the blank. What is it for you? I should be more fill in the blank. And When you try to force yourself into those ways, when you try to essentially be like someone else, you're just, you're keeping yourself in these handcuffs behind your back and you're really moving through life that way. Now, I was thinking about some, some things for myself, just to give you a couple personal examples, because I always like examples. They make me think a little bit deeper, um, And just give me good ideas. So some things that I tried to fight against myself for so long. And I, when I say so long, I mean so damn long. You're probably like me. I I feel like most of the women that I work with can relate to this where it's, it's, you don't give up easy. You don't give up easy, right? Like, most of us have to be in a significant amount of pain before we're like, okay, waving the white flag. Like I've, I've done it for 20 years and I, I think, I think maybe now I might be ready to change. (laughs) And 
hopefully what happens typically is that when we actually do start to change and like lean into our most authentic real selves, we don't have to go through so much pain for so long. We, we learn ourselves better. You catch on to yourself. You learn your patterns and behaviors so you don't have to spend 20 years unfiguring it out, right? Like, so clients are often worried about that. Like, oh my God, I've just, I've been this way for my entire life. And when they say that, they really do mean, you know, 20, 30 years. And so there's this fear of like, oh, is it going to take me this long to like do something different? No, absolutely, absolutely not. But I kind of got a little sidetracked. So some of the things that I used to try and fight against myself But now I just, I really lean into it. I really lean into it. And this isn't to say that you don't try and change, you don't try and be a better person. Um, I'll give you a personal example of something else that uh, along those lines that just came up for me. Um, But it means that we stop fighting, that we just, you know, like let yourself breathe and be yourself. Okay, so some of the things that I just, I know about myself now. These are maybe things that, no, a lot of these things are are ways that I used to think made me worse, made me bad, made me unlovable, made me annoying, made me unlikable, that I did try to change for a really long time. And I kind of just got to the point of, you know what? I think I'm just kind of this way. I think I'm just kind of this way. And when you can do that for yourself, oh my goodness, there is this massive weight that gets taken off your shoulders because there is also a fear in you because listen, I got the same thing. There's a fear that if you let yourself just be you, in all your wonderful glory, no one could possibly like you. I know that was for me. That was my thing. I had all the voices in my head just telling me, just berating me constantly. So some of these things are, I like to be seen and heard in groups of people. I don't like really large groups of people. I feel like, well, I mean, I guess it depends. Like if I go to a concert, that's fine. Or if I'm at a race, that's fine. But when I'm in social situations, I prefer smaller, more intimate because I enjoy being seen and heard. I don't like to feel like I sign up for something and nobody knows that I'm there. Nobody knows anything about me. I, that connection. And, and if that does start to happen, I dip out. Like I know that about, I will leave. And that's probably not a, the best trait, but the, this is, this is a pattern of mine. I know this about myself. So I will seek out smaller, more intimate groups versus hundreds of people. Because I desire to be seen and heard and feel connected in groups of people. And I fought against that because I was like, I'm so selfish. I'm so self-centered. Why can't I just be a fly on the wall or a wallflower? Why can't I just be, 
you know, one of many, why can't, why do I have to be seen and heard? And why do I have to know, have someone know what I'm up to? And I just, I just stopped fighting against it. I was like, you know what? I just like it. You don't need a good example. You don't, or you don't need a good um, justification for why you want to do something the way that you do it. I think people spend so much time trying to figure out like a really good justifiable reason for why you like something the way that you do or why you don't like something the way you do. Why can't it just be because? Why can't it just be because? Just because this is the way that I am. Another thing that I know about myself and that I stopped fighting against was I don't enjoy staying up late. I have been this way my entire life. Friends would go out for football games and go out to parties after. I wanted like 10 o'clock was, I was done. I just knew that it messed me up the next day and it wasn't worth it to me. And I got so much shit about that. Like, oh my gosh, of course you're going to sleep. It's Friday night. Oh, you're so lame. Why don't you ever do anything fun? Why aren't you ever social? And guess what? I am very social between the hours of like 5 and 11 a.m. <laughs> Those are my times to shine. You do you try and do something with me after 5 p.m., 6 p.m. I just my circadian rhythm is winding down, baby. I'm like pulling out the sweatpants. I'm ready to just cozy up on the couch. I'm done. And I stopped trying to be that person that's like a super night owl socialite. I'm just not. And that's okay. I got to make peace with that. This is something I was telling you all yesterday on Instagram stories, if you were following me, that you know, there's this whole thing about don't multitask and it's just like this stoicism that's being shoved down our throats of buy less, do less, be eat less, be satisfied with less. And yes, there is something to that. I think that we can get really caught up in consumerism and buying all of the things to get a hit of dope. I, that's not what I'm saying. But I am not someone that really likes to just be a stoic. I, I just, it's just not my jam in life. I like to have a lot going on. And this is something that you may relate to too, that I think we get, we feel bad about wanting to be busy. I know that I've had this conversation with so many women over the years. It's like, but I genuinely like to be busy. I genuinely like to have a lot of stuff going on. And there's this like tinge of guilt in their voice because there's so much messaging around like, just do less. Why do you have to be busy all of the time? And one thing for you to ask yourself if you are someone that likes to be busy is, why do I? Is it, and I recently asked someone this, is it because you're running from yourself? Is it because you can't stand to be alone with yourself? Because I was certainly in that category for a long time. It was like I had just so much anxiety and I just, I, if I wasn't doing something, I was eating. So I had to be busy. Like I either had to be running or I was eating. Like I had no choice. And that's not how it is now, right? So that it's a difference because it just, it's fulfilling to me. It's fun. 
I love to have things to look forward to. In fact, if I don't have things to look forward to, I get kind of depressed and I start creating trouble and problems in my life that don't really exist, but it's just my brain. It kind of likes to have things to think about, look forward to, obsess over. I That is me. I like that. So think about your own self What are some things that maybe you even carry a little bit of shame about of, oh, I'm so bad at this. I just, I can never do blank. I'm never good at blank. Just stay with me for one second here. What if you just let that be okay? What if you're just like, yep, that's just what I do. Yep, I know. Annoying, right? I can't believe I do it. I hate it too. It's stupid. Or, I know, I do it. It's the wildest thing, isn't it? I can't help it. I just love to do it. It's so weird. And it's so me. It's so you. Why do we have to try and change all of these little quirks and things about ourselves to please who? Do you even know? Do you even know who it is that you feel ashamed by your behaviors by? Like, who is it that you think is judging you? Nine times out of 10, it's just you. Nine times out of 10, nobody cares or notices. You know, now this was something for me too in my relationship with David was And this is also a a huge reason why I talk so much about like the in-depth, gory details of my drinking and bulimia and just obsessive exercise stuff is because for me, it is freedom. Like when I told David that I was struggling with bulimia again after my mom had died, and just like my food stuff was going crazy, I had so much shame. I was just like, ugh. It was horrible. But when I told him, and he was just like, okay, what do we do? How do we, how do we handle this? Do, do, we, do I take you to the hospital? Like, what do we do here? <laughs> I was just like, that's it. You don't, you don't care? You're, you're okay with this? And granted, I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate to be in a relationship with someone that is that understanding. But when I told him, I no longer carried that just like metal vest of shame. I was just like, yeah, I struggle with this. Let's address it. In the same way that's like, I'm, I want to stop smoking. I want to stop um, obsessively shopping. At night, I want to stop uh, whatever the things are. I can't think of anything right now. Right, so it doesn't mean that you just like lo- you have to love all of them, but you accept them. Now, as I told you, I was going to tell you something else that came up. I'm, I feel a little bit scattered. I'm so sorry. I hope that you guys are following me and getting something from this. Um, I just have so many things I want to say, and I was listening to an audiobook last night while I was doing my puzzle, because as I mentioned, I like to do a lot of things. I like to do many things at once. I like to do a puzzle and be listening to something. And it was talking about your communication style. And 
I know this to be true about me. I've known this my entire life. I've been told this my entire life. I can be very blunt and entitled. It is it is a part of me that for better or worse it's there. And um not to say that I can't change it and that I'm like I'm so blunt and entitled. Meh. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just like, yeah, this is this is definitely a thing. Like I'm not arguing against it. But then I'm in a group and this morning I just kind of typed up a message and I was like, how does what do you think when you read this? And one of the other gals in the group said it kind it kind of comes off as entitled. And I was like, "Oh, snap. There it is again." And instead of shrinking into my shell and beating myself up for literally weeks because that is how it used to be. I was like, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense because this audiobook that I was listening to, my communication style, also blunt, confident, entitled. That's how they categorized it. In this group, she's like, yeah, that message kind of feels entitled. I was like, huh. You know, if all of those things start coming up, it's like, Maybe that's something for me to look at, but also that's one person's opinion. I don't actually know this person. She doesn't know me. We've been in each other's worlds for like 10 days or something, right? She doesn't know me. And so also be careful who you are taking all of your advice from. Because someone else in the group responded with like, oh my gosh, I love it. I wish I could show up like that. I wish this, that, and the other. And it was, it was more positive. Same, they both read the exact same thing and they both had a very different reaction to it. And so you can bend, mold, contort yourself into a million different ways But then you're going to lose a part of you that would maybe attract the people, places, and things into your life that are the most you, that make you feel the most alive, right? You can pretend to like a certain style. You can pretend to enjoy certain workouts. You can pretend to enjoy eating eating certain ways. You can pretend to be super organized and, and planned and perfect, or you can be exactly who you are and just like own it. Just claim all of it for better or worse. The part that feels so shameful is when we try to hide it, is when we try to shove it down and not let anybody see us. You know, I tried for so long. This might seem silly to you, but like this was a big thing for me. I tried so long to be a night owl. Like I really tried to hang in the evenings and I felt terrible because I thought this is why I don't have friends because I I don't go out at night. Like what's wrong with, why can't I just be, like a cool chick that likes to go out and go to the clubs or go out and go dancing or go out and whatever happens after 8 p.m. <laughs> but the truth is, especially after getting sober, is like, I don't know, if you're a night owl, then plug your ears. But like nothing good happens after 8 p.m. It really doesn't. Unless you're drinking, then fine. 
because you're drunk. So you got, or you got a good buzz on things are a lot more enjoyable. Food tastes a little bit better. (laughs) You're more loosey goosey. Time can pass faster. Fine. That's one thing. But I also don't drink now. And so there really isn't a hell of a lot for me after eight or 9 PM. But when I started owning that, I started finding people that also like to get up at five, six, seven in the morning and go for a run and then get breakfast. And I was like, huh, these are my people. These are the people I want to spend time with. We have similar interests. Doesn't mean I don't love the night owls. I definitely have night owl friends in my life. But like spending more time with these people that hang out in the mornings and do these active things, I was like, this is what feels like me. I don't have to try and shove myself into this party girl night owl drinking coffee at 4 p.m. hoping it'll push me until 11 or 12 and then waking up tomorrow and feeling like garbage and having the whole day be gone because I didn't get enough sleep because I'm still going to get up early. By owning exactly who I am, by knowing myself, I now get to attract these awesome people that really connect and resonate with me the way that I am. What what things in your life are you ashamed of, embarrassed of, you're trying to change that if you just stopped, if you just stopped trying to change your body, tone down your personality, be more of this or less of that, or pretend to enjoy these things that you don't actually enjoy, if you just let yourself fully be you. I th- I think about it like taking your jeans off. I have this pair of jeans that, and I know this is going to be kind of hypocritical to the message that I preach a lot of the time, but the jeans are so cute. I really like them, but like every time I have them on, I can't wait to take them off. <laughs> like They just drive me nuts, but they're so cute. So I wear them sometimes. But I think about this as like taking that pair of jeans off at the end of the day where you're just like, thank the sweet baby Jesus, I can finally breathe. Like, are you going through your life wearing jeans that feel like that? Like, you can take them off. You can take off those jeans. People are going to love you for it. You don't have to be as polished and perfect and put together and just Instagram ready as you think. People actually like the humanness. People actually bond and connect with the realness that is you. So I hope that after you listen to this episode, you'll just kind of think about your day and what you do, things you just decide to do, ways that you decide to show up, and just really ask yourself why. Like, I don't know, is this really me? Do I really want to do this or do I think that this is what's going to make me a better person? Do I think that if I let the real me shine through, I'd be burned at the stake? What do I want to do? What does the most authentic, real version of me do? All right. Thanks for being here and I will be back next week. 
I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.